You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the Ticket, presented by FanDuel. It's a Monday morning. We're back with you. It is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa, Michael Lenny with you. Evan Jenkins reaching his pocket for another snus. We are ready to roll on a Monday. Nice weekend for Pod Nation here. We'll get to it. Uh, we got old people yelling at clouds about court storming. We have Jim involving his wife and horse players with terrible emotional consequence. And, of course, your mailbag. But we do begin morning, man. You, yes. th- th- you need to realize something. When you do something on social media, it affects other people. <laughs> what, what now? I got seven text messages Bloody. from friends. And hey, it was fine. You put a picture out there, apparently, of the shirt that I got. Yeah. Know? And it, you know, it blew up. And it, it my phone blows up. And I had one guy, he goes, well, I run the baseball league. I don't get a polo. I go, man, not all friendships are created equal. I go, this guy's my pod partner. He's, a, he's, he's someone I'm close with, and he just got a major promotion. I go, we don't promote fantasy baseball league commissions. <laughs> All right? It's, well, it's a funny different. that it made it way. It's your stratosphere, Mr. Not Social Media. Nah. But it did, like, I don't know, four or five times what a normal tweet does for me. People really like the stuff. The people we need to like it is Roback. Yeah, I know. Sponsor us, goddammit. But people liked it. They're like, that's nice, and... The more you zoom in and you see... It's fantastic. The over-unders, the money line. It, it's fantastic. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. But yes, remember, your actions have reactions. Thank you. All right. Good dimes weekend for us. Yep. We moved to, Now, these are college basketball. We moved to 20 and 10 on the season with the system that's not a system but plays like a system. I'd like to shout out Mount St. Mary's for costing us 5 and 1. We went four and two, two and one on Friday, two and one on Saturday. Now, Ole Miss, no complaints. They just straight Never. up lost yep. their seasons in turmoil. Mount St. Mary's was up seven with five minutes to go. You got to close that game out. Don't be an asshole. Could have been three and zero oh in the ma, what is it? Mac. As I put it in here, it was the the capital A lowercase capital lower capital lower, the Metro Ad- Athletic Atlantic Conference or whatever it is. But two and one, two and one. You know the pick I was most proud of. Which Seriously, one? the Wake was an automatic. Yeah, I mean, Wake. We talked about it even before you cut the bonus. Unranked Wake favorite over like number six UNC. Dive yeah. in. The play I was the most happy about was the police escort play of the week. Oh, you loved Kentucky. I loved it. Even Cal- before seeing the line, Calipari would have needed a police escort if they lost like a fifth game at Rupp this year. Bama plays no defense, which plays right into Kentucky's hands because they are the Warriors. They're going to take and make more threes than you can handle. 
They put up 117 points, which I'm pretty sure it would take MSU three games to do. <laughs> but I just was proud of that selection. Now, it wasn't systemy. It was just the human element of handicapping. We've mixed those in every once in a while. You just to. go, this is spot plays, as we said in football season, where you're like, you know what? This yeah. is this is where team A clobbers team B. Yeah, but 20 and 10 in college hoops is 66%. I Again, we're not pros. We're just guys. And we watch the games. We give you picks. Could we give you a few more? Maybe. Sure. But I like that we're controlled. I like that we've only played 30 games. And it gives us an opportunity to hopefully help build your bankroll for March Madness. And then we all go tits up, and it'll be exciting. Uh, but, yeah, uh, any other thoughts from the weekend by you, or are we going straight to courts? The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with GameTime. GameTime is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on GameTime actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we got to talk court storming. <laughs> go ahead. You I got heard it. you do it this morning, yeah. so go ahead. So Filipowski says after the game that he felt he was targeted by a Wake student. That fan was celebrating. They're having a good time. They're not going, who's the awkward seven-footer I can decapitate here? He acted like he was Jack Reacher. I know. Come and then, on. listen, there's a little contact, whatever. Now we're playing up that he's got some, like, messed up ankle. Like, do we even think Filipowski's going to miss any time? I thought the thing that struck me was when Shire was like, you know, back in my day, we waited 10 seconds to storm the court. I I'm sorry. Did I miss the storm the court shot clock? And then he says, out and out, ban it. Ban court storming. No. Here's what we should do. Why don't we just take everything that made college basketball and college football great and just get rid of it? Because it's really what we're doing. So, yeah, you're right. When Tennessee beats Alabama for the first time in 15 years in a 52-49 thriller with a walk-off field goal, let's just ban the ability for the fans to storm the field. Let's just ban it. There's hardly ever anything like this. This isn't the norm. 
for the most part, this is one of the charms of college sports and college basketball. Like, it's ingrained into the sport that the underdog, I know not technically in Vegas, but like psychologically, yeah. you're, you're, it's Duke we're on the un, other side. You're unranked, and I know. it's a really good Duke team. It's baked into the sport, the David Goliath complex, the idea that you pull off this euphoric upset. It doesn't happen every season or every other season. And I misspoke. I said North Carolina earlier in the episode. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was Duke. It was Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so intertwined. My mind is a ball of shit. No, Carolina played uh, Virginia in the opposite of the Alabama-Kentucky uh, game. It was like first to 50. I don't even think Virginia got to 50. I don't want to get you sidetracked, but yeah. like, there may not be a team that when they're bad, they're bad. When Virginia's bad, brother, they can't throw it in the ocean. They can't score in a whorehouse. Like, when they're bad, they, they straight up with a, with a straight face put up a 40-burger. And you're like, wait. Gross. That's what you did for the game? Woof. Carry on. Okay, okay. if someone runs on the court and tries to hurt someone, you deal with that fan separately, you get law enforcement involved, and we work. But for everybody else running on the floor, looking to high-five and celebrate, nobody's looking to injure anybody. Filipowski thinks someone was out there to hurt him. He's delusional, and, and so is Shire if you think you're going to ban court storming. Well, I, again, it wouldn't shock me based on they've destroyed most of the sport anyways. Like, I love Jay Billis's comment the other day because the NCAA and this goofball president uh, now that they have, what's his name? Not Jimmy Clark. Is it Baker? And Charlie Baker. Yeah. The same dickhead who's like, oh, Michigan did it on the square. Oh, Charlie, go fuck yourself. Here's the whole point. They're like, oh, yeah, the tournament's going to go to 128 or some shit. And Billis, Billis I'm paraphrasing, yeah. basically went, guys, this ain't an invitational. You should have to do something hard to get in this thing. It should mean something. But you to know make what it. they're going to do? They're going to expand it. They're going to ruin the NCAA tournament. Then they're going to further ruin the regular season. We're going to take away court storming. And then Rick Patino and his white suit are going to retire. Yeah. Hey, what's left? You know how I feel about this? Because we've done this with football and, and basketball, too feel like I'm the kid at the beach and I built up my sandcastle and I'm like, here's where I'm at and I'm having a good time. You're like, Jim, be careful. That water's coming. Tide's coming it's in, coming. Sonny. I'm like, Mike, I'm having fun. The sport's never been better. Cut <laughs> this scene. way. Jim in the undertow, dad. <laughs> Jim. Back. Jim getting dragged out to sea by the TV networks. Like, like I like 12 team. Now we're talking 14. Uh, 68, fine. It's fine enough. 120. You know what the you know, washed you know, away. You know what the TV executives do? They roll up to your sandcastle, they unbutton their little pants, and they piss right away. Hey kid, how's this going for you? I just feel so dumb. I'm like, I think we found a sweet spot. This is the spot. The spot's not going to last. No, very and I long. admit I'm jaded about it because yeah. there's been very few decisions over the last five years, not five months, five years that I've even agreed with. Yeah. So you can you make these compounding decisions that go in a different direction. It just leaves you in a space that it's hard to care. It really is. Well, and to finish the analogy, everything you built up, it's gone. The very fabric that you built yeah. up, this elaborate sandcastle, yeah. it's washed away. And look, I could make a compelling argument, and I won't. I, I, I am fine with the tournament being at, for all intents and purposes, 64 teams. Now fine. you throw on some hangers on for the play-in. I'm fine with it. Because I'm still seeing enough Furmans beat Virginia. And I'm yeah. still seeing enough Middle Tennessee States beat Michigan State. I, I was part of Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, Dunk beat, City. Yeah, like, uh, we're seeing enough of it to justify it. We're good. But, man, if, if you go to 90 or 120, I'm sorry. You, you just, you, you're turning it into the jerk-off invitational. Like, any bum off the street can, it's a Gus Macker. I can have four, four friends go play ball. 
so the court storming thing files right along with this. Yeah. If they ban court storming, you are taking away some of the great things. I view court storming as one of those things like fighting in hockey. It doesn't exist in real life. It can only exist in the sport. You can't have a disagreement with somebody at the office and then jam their head in the printer. But I can if I didn't like a back check or I feel they took a run at me or they roughed up one of my coworkers. Court storming's the same thing. You can't court storm a Walgreens and raid the place, all right? But you can storm the court when you have a rat shit team that just took down number six Duke. But sports are emotional, they're fun, they're euphoric. You can have a little spillover. Yeah, pretty soon they're gonna make you stream the court storming on Peacock for a fee. <laughs> Maybe it'll charge the fans to get on the floor. Mm -hmm. Presented by Hulu TV, Hulu has live sports. I, I, Jim, I'm just, I, I find Duke Duke has always been detestable in the same way that Michigan is. And the fact that they're at the front of this? Yeah, they get everything they want, but they're always aggrieved. It's a real tough combo for me to accept. They're like the rich kid who cries that his daddy only bought him a Porsche and not an Aventador. And but, you're and again, like, I, really? I don't know Filipowski's ankle severity. I can't imagine the guy's done for the season. Can I, I, mean, be, come can on, I be even come more on. candid with you? He might not even be hurt. I don't care. Shit happens in life. Like, what am I supposed to do? Put a papal velvet rope out there for Filipowski to leave the court? I don't know, man. Just walk around. Just walk off the court. You're not Cam Newton getting assaulted by seven people at a football camp. <laughs> now, if it looked like that on the floor and I got yeah, Philip, okay. then we could if talk I got Filipowski having to go full creed on seven demon deacons, we got a huge problem here. What is but a demon deacon? I just, the creepiest mascot uh, in sports. I, I, yeah, but I love it. I know. It's got a charm to you it. You got a little stove top pipe hat or whatever <laughs> it is. And I, the, the, I'll tell you the guy that's soulless is their Sparty version. The, the actual mascot, the puffy oh, mascot. With the eyes? He's got the lifeless eyes. There's no God in those eyes. He ain't a deacon of any church you know. He's soulless. And he just looks through you. And he's got his little evil tux on, and he's just whirling a ball around and then dead. You know what I like about this podcast, in addition to your crazy analogy? We have these weird things. Like, we had Wake on homecoming in football season. We had Wake with the court storming. Like, I don't give a shit about Wake ordinarily, but it no. brings you into the family a little bit. And you're like, all right, I'm down with what's going on. I've always been fascinated by Wake because it's a very small school. Yeah. And nobody realizes it. I think they got like 3,000 undergrads. It's a tiny place. My point is we get to parachute in and, yeah. and, and like, Celebrate and have yes. a good time. And here's the other thing. The other cool part with a school like Wake is they've produced two of the top 50 players in NBA history. I mean, Paul and Duncan? Yeah. Yeah. And if you wanted to be even more, like, into it, the fact that anyone comes from Wake. Like, you look at the ACC and that right. peck, the old ACC and that pecking order. Maryland, Especially in the Virginia, yeah. Duke, UNC. NC State. Yes. Maryland needs to go back. I still can't yeah. do this Maryland Big Ten thing. But the point is, yeah, it's what's beautiful about a little bet here or there and you get involved and it's fun. <laughs> tap into whatever's relevant. But yeah, court storming, it stays. Keep I, it. I, I can't because, again, we're just tearing apart. It's a lot like society, right? We have become such a litigious society. Like, if you're a parent, you don't, you don't have kids sleep over your house because you're worried if Bobby gets in the liquor cabinet, the other parents Lawsuit. are going to sue your ass. Back in the day, it would be like, nah, 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 Bobby just is gonna get fucked up by mom and dad. Now, you'll get sued for like child endangerment. You don't let your kids play out of your sight. Why? You're worried about them disappearing right. or other shit. You hear happening. something in the news. We've yeah. lost an innocence about things. Yep. Court storming to me is harmless. I think so too. Have you ever stormed the court at Central? 
No. God damn it. I don't think so. I really, I wanted to hear a story about how, like, you rode Chris Kamen's back and <laughs> like, got carried well, off. Well, when the... Chris Kamen was there, I would have been 10, so. Okay, bad example. <laughs> uh, we haven't exactly made many tourney runs since, Trey Michael. Ziegler. Oh, this, with his dad, Ernie. Was that your time there? Yeah, uh, I got there right as they were wrapping up. I would have loved a cookies, like cookies storming the court. Have you? Yes. So how far away? I'm doing this. I'm making freshman. Old again. No, 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 I'm not playing this game with you because if I start bringing up the game and bringing up back Glenn, in '74, my right, Spartans. Right, Jim will be Judd like, Heathcote. I, I actually held jumping Johnny Green's hands. <laughs> I saw where it was going before I even said it. All right, we are. I both, partied with Kevin Willis. We are pro court storming yeah, we are. on this podcast 100%. proudly. Okay, horse players. A buddy, I'm proud of you. It has taken no prodding. It has taken no pressure. You are eight episodes deep. Evan is eight three. Of ten. If you don't know what we're talking about and you're just rejoining us, I've offered you a sports television solution. Yes, it's going to cost you 12 bucks, and I'm very sorry. That's basically the cost of a, a beer. I can't even say a cocktail anymore because you go uh, yeah. anywhere. Those things are 16, 17 a Let pop. me tell you, at the Wings game this weekend. <laughs> How much is a beer at the Wings game? We got four total drinks, spent more than 60 bucks. Okay, so basically, for one drink at a Red Wings game, I'm giving you 10 hours of elite sports television. It's called Horse Players. It's available on uh, Apple. It's available on Amazon Prime. And don't focus on the horse racing part. You don't have to like horse racing. This is some of the greatest gambling degenerate characters who are real people, some of which I've met, um, that you'll ever have. So Jim went in a skeptic. We had a base review last week. We're going to get to your mailbag. But, Jim, if you're eight episodes deep, and Jim slipped, Evan. He slipped. He mentioned, I'm not going to, you know, evoke his missus' name, but he said, the missus is upset because she's like, I shouldn't care about these people, but I do care about these people. What have you done to me, James Anthony Costa? This has turned into couples viewing. So this is how this works in my house, and I'm sure a lot of listeners' homes. If you're both on the same page, you can occupy the TV real estate longer. So I knew if I got her into it, I could really make some damage this weekend with horse players. And she loves anything reality TV. So I said, that's the hook. You don't have to care about the horse racing. And I don't really think she does. But the characters are amazing. And she's asking questions. She even said, she goes, why am I so invested in these people? (laughs) She's asking about the magnifying glass that Conti's got. <laughs> she wants to know why the father and son never win anything. Because as far as I've watched, all they do is lose in epic, horrific Did, fashion. Okay. Don't ruin this for Evan. You just have to describe the moment, not in detail. Okay. The Saratoga episode. Yes. Did that not remind you that Peter Rotundo Sr. is my father? Yes. That was the, the way he The reacted. moment he screams, yes. oh my God. <laughs> And then the other guy's flipping a garbage can over. It's the best. Evan, you're absolutely going to love it. By the way, those sneakers are absolutely fantastic today. Red laces. That's a big move. Um, So take me through it. Where are you at with this show? Have I at least made it worth $12? Yeah, I mean, I'm invested. I want to see how many get to Vegas. And we're seeing some tickets. Again, no spoilers, Evan. Some tickets getting punched and other people that are still waiting for their big day. And I'm realizing there's only so many events left at this point. That's right. Ha, does the word mama shoon mean anything to you? <laughs> I don't think so, okay. unless I missed it. You haven't gone to New Orleans yet, have No, you? that's the next one. Okay. That's nine. Nine is the big easy, and then ten is the finale. So I'm through uh, down in Miami, yeah, down in Gulf Florida. Street. 
and Helmers. That's your boy. Don't look at me. Not my boy. <laughs> he goes, uh, meeting this girl. If it goes well, I'm not even going to be at the track. Like, okay, help. He's with a different woman every episode for people who haven't picked up on this. I, He's out. Evan has seen him international. You want my personal opinion here? It's an opinion. It's not an accusation. I'm just telling you what it looks like to me. That's the old pay to play. Sorry. You know, you spend enough time in Florida... You go to some of these places I've mentioned, you got a lot of pay for play going on, all right? She don't like you for your looks. You're 85. She's 24. You have nothing in common. This is a pay to play situation. Well, they sh- I don't know why, but they show him getting like a massage with, with this woman. Buddy, and I'm like, I'm telling you. What does that have to do with horse players? But it's, it's about the character. It's about, it's about Helmer's story. And, and I'm sorry, Evan. He does the shadiest shit, too, at the track. He's trying to pull people into deals. Mm. I cut you in at 20, cut you in at 20. The guy's like, why am I getting cut in? I'm beating you. So I, don't need, I don't need to do deals. I'll give you an example. Now, I'm, look, clearly, I don't, I don't do those contests. I don't have any designs on going to Vegas. It, it's just not yeah. where my life is at. I'm, ex- I'm going to be at a track this weekend for the first time since August, so I'm yeah. very excited. I will have your Fountain of Youth preview later. Um, so when I go into it, what I do, I have a couple buddies who bet horses, and we just make an agreement at the start of the day. Like, you can do whatever you want on a side deal as long as you bring it up at the table, meaning, guys, I understand we don't want to use this horse in our pick five, but I, I have to bet this horse. I like this horse. You have to give guys an opportunity. But everything else, we just started on the day, hey, what's your budget for today? What's your budget for today? How much action do you want to buy? So, like, I got one buddy. I know death, taxes, and my buddy Diddy is in for 25%. He will buy 25% of my action, and we we, we sure. ride together. That's normal. Right, but these are what guys Helmers in their own contests oh, trying to circumvent, and they stress it's not illegal. It's just one of those shady things that he does. Yeah. And there's even speculation that he may have more than we realize with other investors involved in the contest, too. Uh, he approaches, who's the young guy? Matt Bernier. Yeah, and he's... He now works for FanDuel TV. Yeah. And um, NBC had the contract for all the big races, but then that's USA, USA. But he's on FanDuel TV now as an analyst. He presents him with an offer, and then when he gets it thrown back at him, he goes, oh, yeah, I'd never yeah. do that. Well, then why are you offering it to me if you'd never do it? <laughs> right. And and I, by the way, you may, I don't know what you think of... Bre- I, I like I, him. I like Matt Bernier quite a bit like because, him. A, he can speak in complete sentences. A lot mm-hmm. of people in horse racing can't. Bernier is not a bullshit artist. He's willing to take prices. He's willing to be wrong. Like, don't get up on television and hand me a four to five shot on a routine basis. You're not helping anyone. He, he's also super approachable when you watch this because yep. he isn't a dude with money to burn. No. He has to be strategic. He's trying to figure out can yep. he do this or not. And he comes across like he's hanging out with these dudes to learn. Like, yeah. he seems genuinely interested in the business. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, he's, he's a guy I'm actually happy for his success, that he's made it in this versus, like, well, I might have to do real estate. Like, he was just passionate about it as a young guy. He's made his bones. He's got, I, yeah, I have no idea what the guy's making. I mean, who knows? FanDuel TV might pay you in betting credits. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. He the, might take him based on watching him. <laughs> hey, listen, but I just, I think Bernier is sharp. And he he's is. developed into a really good Sharp, because here's the thing. If you're going to get up on television and you're going to hand somebody a, an eight-to-one shot, yeah. you got to give me reasons. I always find what Bernier says compelling. I may not agree with it, but it's compelling, and, and, and oftentimes it'll help you think about things a different way. 
And that's the art of handicapping and horse racing is you have to lose your inherent bias and you have to be able to look at it differently. Bernier, I, I found him infinitely likable then. And then when I started seeing him on television, I go, look who it is. And now he's, he's out there on FanDuel TV on a daily basis. There's like a subplot in one of the episodes where they're talking about how some guys don't really handicap anymore. They just use the numbers and the data. Yeah. But these guys are like, no, you have to pay attention. Oh, there's programs out there. I think one of them is called Betnix, where basically you feed the machine your data, and it just goes boop, bop, boop, bop, beep, bop, beep, pick the six. Like, it's not handicapping as much as it is, like, quantitative analysis. Yeah, what, whatever, I'm getting the, the best yeah, bang and, for and, my and, buck. And, 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 and you can make a case for it. I'm not shitting on it. I'm saying... I have no designs on being a professional. I don't even know if a professional horse player truly exists because when you look at these guys, hey, John Conti, who won the half million, is the first to tell you he didn't have much of that left. Like, well, because these guys, I mean, they're losing more. I mean, that's, as you've explained it from the first day you talked horse racing with me, you're going to lose a lot more than you win oh, God, in terms yes. of, like, individual bets. But when you do hit big, that helps so make I'll up give, for the I'll pain. i give an example, right, just to segue yeah. in and out of horse playing. So this weekend, and I know I, I, I didn't do it, I usually kick off the, the derby preview stuff when I go to Fountain of Youth. The Rebel Stakes was this weekend at Oaklawn, which is another huge derby prep. And an you remember the horse I talked about last year, Forte? Yeah. Okay. You love that horse. Much like Forte, I hated that fuck. <laughs> Much like Forte, horse named Timberlake, two-year-old, big-time, two-year-old champion type, Hadn't run yet this year. He was making his debut at Oakland. He's he's a he's built like Shaq. He is a big, bulky machine. Long story short, I had a really good day at Oakland. I've got my me, me and my buddy's gambling budget is made based on what we just won at Oakland this weekend. So Florida's going to be a great time. Yeah, it could have gone to being an epic weekend because you can go look at this. We were alive in the pick five. The pick five kicked off with 21 to one. It went into 10 to one. You had a five to two and a five and then a, a five to one, I think. Or no, it was a favorite. It was Zytelos or whatever his name is. The last leg, we had coverage. We had four ways out, including a 20 to one shot where if it hit, that was going to pay what we have. We had a, it would have been six X to pay out. So it would have been almost 20 grand. Had that horse won. Yeah, real money, Jim. Um, the minimum payout, we would have walked away with like 1200 bucks. which, by the way, ain't shaking a stick at no. it. The point is, we got beat by a 28-to-1 shot. Dwayne Lucas, it was an angle I just didn't play. The horse had never run two turns. It was a sprinter. They were going to stretch it out. This horse ran his dick off. And all Dwayne does, wearing his cowboy hat, in his suit, he's 90, still training, and they're like, how did you do this? He's like, ah, oh, the horse just wanted two turns. Just had to wait to just do it. Loved it. I'm like, motherfucker. Mm. And, and like, there's no hedge. We have four yeah. ways out. We just have to play. And I wouldn't have found my way to that horse at 28 to 1. The point is, you when you hit, you got to hit. Well, that's, you can't, you, like, you can't just sit here and go, well, I bet Timberlake to win the Rebel. No. Did you have the exacta? Did you have the triple? Or did you do what we did? We had a double into it because one of my favorite horses on the day was a horse named Octane at five to one going into Timberlake to then make it a, a 15 to one value because Timberlake wasn't going to lose that race. But it's just so crazy to hear. I've got an eight to one. It's not enough. You had to also put it in with this, that, yeah. and the other. 
But that's that's the thrill of it. And, and I tell the story because if you're going to watch horse players, they're attacking the pick six, the pick five, and then if they're in a contest, different. It's picking winners. These but long guys. shots, you have to pick some, right? Because, they, because the oldest phrase in the game, there ain't a man alive who can pay to rent on eight to five. You are never winning in this game. Favorites might win thirty, roughly thirty-five percent of the time. Do the math on eight to five, six not to five, two to not one. Cut it. You're dead. You have to identify prices. And the other thing they do, and this is difficult for me, I think when horses are ice cold on the board, there's often a reason. You got to look at the morning line if you're going to play horse racing going into the Kentucky Derby. You got to remember, man, they don't have some high level pros making these morning lines. They're paying a guy like 15 bucks an hour to make morning lines. I mean, who are we kidding here? That's not like they've got Roger Goodell doing it at 42 million. The morning line is suggested. The market will largely tell you what the right. appropriate, how, how close was that line? So when you see a horse that was listed six to one and it's going off at 25 to one. There's a reason. Ask yourself why. Yeah. So some value players like you're seeing in horse players will take a look at that and go, this is absurd, I have to play it. I have a bit of a fundamental issue with that. The value has to be justified. See, I much prefer to take a horse that was 25 to 1 that's going off at 15 to 1. That lets me know some other people money. see what I see. Yeah. Um, but look, I, it's all in this show, and it's fun. Two notes on the show, and then we'll do mailbag and a couple plays for tonight. Sure. We had not discussed a character, Kevin Cox. I hate him. The Texan, the cowboy. I hate him. Well, he's not Texan. He's got an NYPD pension, but... He, he wears the cowboy hat, and he walks around like he's the big alpha male. Look at me. That's how he walks around Saratoga. And it's hilarious, because it's like, dude, you're not a pimple on an elephant's ass. Nobody knows who you are. Well, he's hot in the show, too, so hey, he can play fine. into it. That's I know, fine. I know. All right, well, then why don't you look at what he's got going on right now? Can't be too hot. The guy's working from some F-list, you know, betting site. But, and again, Everybody else seems like they give each other some shit, but they're boys. And with him, it felt like, oh, no, no. who's this dick? You yeah. don't fit in with this group. No, that's how he walks You're around. Ch- I've seen him at Saratoga multiple times. This is how this guy walks around. And it's the damnedest thing because it's like, dude, you're nobody. Right next to you is Charles Oakley. Right next to you is Bill Parcells. Right next to you is Rick Patino. Right next to you is Dave Portnoy. No matter what you think of any of these people, sure. I'm making a point. You are weird dude in cheap cowboy hat. De- degenerate horse like, racing guy. Right. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, there's a, a big ego there. Of, of Here's Brian Dayball at the races, head coach of the New York Giants. Here's really scary ginger cowboy. Have you been introduced to him, Evan? Yeah. Okay, okay. You know who we're talking about. And the other thing, the incident, the rule that was broken between father and son. Evan, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, so we can discuss this. This, this, okay. I, I could not believe this. So you tell me if I'm missing the detail here, but they had worked it out where they both liked the same horse. Father and son both liked the same horse. Didn't make much sense to bet the same way. So the son's going to bet the horse and the dad's going to pivot to his second choice. Fine. Last minute, Junior gets a bright idea. Never mind. I like a different horse. He overthought it. He bets. So no one has the horse. I think it was the one horse. And he never told them. And he didn't didn't tell his dad so his dad could get back in on the horse he initially wanted. So no one has the horse. And then the way the the show goes, you hear the son go, I just can't have that horse win the race. Cut scene, and they're off. Guess who wins the race? The horse they both liked that neither bet because the son sharked the dad. 
And I was like, his dad is going to kill him. And his dad was far too nice to him. He's like, all right, and moved on. Mike, if that's your group and someone does that to you, talks you off a horse and then doesn't bet it anyway, neither of you get coverage and the horse wins the race. How's that get handled? I would have fucking killed him. This happened to me in 2009. It happened in Las Vegas during the NCAA tournament. As a group, I said, I want to play the side in the total. We all had an agreement. We all put our money in. We were just going to parlay side and total yeah. and relax, have some cocktails, watch the game. So the whole game's going on. My one buddy rolls up, puts the pick in. We're all rooting for this. We're all excited. He sheepishly comes back. And he may as well have been wear, wearing a T-shirt that said, where's the rest? I go, what the fuck? Where's the rest of this? Like, you know the odds on a parlay, and you know right, what you put yeah. in. I decided not to bet the side. I just bet the total. Well, who the fuck anointed you king? So the whole group is in rapture now. So I said, you have two choices. We had this conversation. I said, you get two choices. You're either buying dinner tonight or you're reaching in your pocket and you're handing everybody the money you owe. I go, you made an executive decision you are not qualified to make. Now, make no mistake, all of us are having cocktails. It's getting a little loud, a little upset. But, like, who are you to make that decision? We all agreed and you went up to run the bed in. Where's the rest? Well, I think about it. You're the dad in this scenario and he's probably like, my boy got the horse. We got it. We got it. Yeah. We ain't got it. What do you what do you mean? Oh, I would I would have drove to the you, airport. What do you mean? And I had told you when we cut this last week, I liked Pete Jr. Now the one thing not, I will not, tell not, you. I don't feel the same way about him. The one thing I will tell you is whether it's Vegas, sports betting, horse racing, whatever it is, you cannot blame the ticket being wrong if you didn't check it. We always take the tickets from the tellers and assume they're right. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing you can do. The track and the sports book are the same thing. They're loud, they're crowded, it's fast-paced, and most people are dickheads, so they're not nice. When you place a complicated bet, whether it's a parlay, whether it is a pick five, it is your responsibility as a better to look at that ticket before you exit the window yeah. to ensure it is correct. That is one thing you cannot get mad at any person. You can't get mad at the teller. You can't get mad at your friends. Check your tickets because you will be shocked. I will end up at a horse track, not counting Saratoga. I'll go on three horse racing trips between now and the Belmont Stakes. The Belmont will be a fourth trip. I guarantee you there will, there will be two to three tickets that are wrong hmm. that I will have to correct at the window. But I'm maniacal about checking because well, all you probably it takes, learned the wrong way one I, time. I, I did. Yeah. I did. And I admit it. I admit my mistakes. It happened. I got cavalier. I didn't check. I, I celebrated a win. I went to the window and I saw nothing. I look. Numbers nice. are wrong. Put the numbers in the wrong way. So the point is, check your tickets. The Rotondo Senior Junior deal? Oh no. That was the executive decision, and he absolutely owed his father money. Absolutely. Mailbag. Evan is always great about this. Is a lot of times when we've gone to Vegas together, Evan will rifle bets for us while we're on the air, and Evan is always like, check the ticket, is it right? I mean, Evan's a prince. I'm going to miss you in Vegas this year. I really am. (laughs) By the way, your slot machine's got a TV commercial now. Oh, I saw it. Buffaloes! I'm like, holy shit, this has got to be Evan's dream. Like, it's some kind of online sports book, or uh, 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 online casino. Casino, yeah. Which is, by the way, Please do not do that stuff. <laughs> People, be smarter. Please don't do that stuff. But Evan's slot machine, the buffalo comes jumping out of the TV. I go, if this guy's at home, gummied out of his mind. Don't, don't do it. Not at all. Promise me. 
Buffalo. <laughs> I saw it this week and I almost pissed my pants. Go ahead. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. We have a couple emails I want to read. Again, send them in. We're going to mix them in when we can throughout the week. First one from Raymond. He says, Thank you so much for the recommendation of horse players. Productions first class, three episode deep as of Sunday night. I have to admit, I was confused at first through the two episodes. I thought they were already uh, placing bets for the contest. No, it didn't start until episode three. I love the father-son duo, and I can't get enough of the heavy Italian accent. It's Staten Island at its finest. Christian Helmers is weird. He carries quartz in his pocket and wears a Lego bow tie. Wait till you see till he brings his pyramid to the track. Have you caught that bit? How does he get the ladies? And Kevin Cox has to be the most fake cowboy ever launch him out of a cannon. I found myself rooting for Matt Bernier. Uh, he makes a lot of money. He doesn't make a lot of money, yet swings with the big boys. Mad respect. He says, thanks for giving me something to watch. Why do I feel like you're going to want Bernier on, the, on this show Let's for do a it. horse preview? It'd be incredible. Um, <laughs> like, hi, I'd like you to meet your biggest fan. This is Stan. He ends the email. P.S. As of Sunday night, the Wings are plus 7,000 to win the Stanley Cup. How about the value cactus emoji? No. But if you want me to tell you, do I think they can win a playoff series? Yes, I do. I'm with you there. Deep team. They can. Four lines. No one's going to And again, if you're learning to win games 3-2 and 2-1 versus 6-5. Yeah, that December hockey, that doesn't work. You're learning. You're getting better. The goaltending situation is stabilized with health. Lyon has given them what they've needed. Do I think they need a defenseman that's got some grit? A bit of a scumbag, yeah. if you will. Yes, I do. But... They have all the pieces to be a real pain in the ass. And let's face it, puck luck's real. You yeah. could shoot a puck off somebody's dick and it goes in the net and you've just won a playoff series. Last year, the Kraken, similar profile, deep goal-scoring team, not a lot of stars, upset the Colorado Avalanche as a wild card. Yep. It happens. Yep. Uh, next one, another horse players. Rich, he says, horse players is the Brian Scalabrini of sports documentaries. He has some issues. He says, I enjoy horse racing, gambling, and good TV, but I think you oversold this. Oh, man. He says some of the act, he says it feels forced, the, the Rotundos and Helmers. He says they're, they're, they're acting for the cameras. They're being sake, characters for the sake of the cameras. He does like uh, Baychock and Conti. says those guys seem more authentic. He says, is it worth continuing at this point? I don't know how far in he is. Hey, listen, man, it's cool. You gave it a shot. I'm sorry. I owe you an apology. Like, what are we doing here? No, it's know, also, it's reality TV. There's always going to be an element of... Uh, some, some some of it's... Yeah. Accentuating of course. The, the act. But, yeah, hey, hey, it's not for everybody. Each their own. This next one. Uh, signed, Gil. Congrats, Cookies, on officially starting the morning show. I saw your tweet. Speaking of things I tweet God that people almighty. notice. Saw your tweet about getting better at cooking now that your schedule is more stable. What? Yeah, I said I want to start doing like a Friday dinner or Saturday dinner. Start. You put this out in the universe? Yeah, I asked for some recipes and some ideas. <laughs> oh, God. I am so glad I'm this, not on social media. <laughs> the moment pre-show where I showed you the uh, the rowback tweet and you started scrolling and you were like, nope, nope, this is why I'm not on. <laughs> this is just, this is, a, this is a minefield of animus and nonsense. Like a shirt pissed somebody off because it wasn't ten dollars. I'm like, why'd you spend so much? I don't know. I wanted to get his buddy a gift anyway. Phenomenal. Says I'd recommend you take advantage of being up early, even accidentally on the weekend. He said my recommendation is shashuska, shashuka, eggs poached in a Middle Eastern tomato sauce. Twenty minutes. Have you ever made it, Mike? No, but I know what it is. Okay. I don't like it. Okay. Why don't you like it? Let's just say I had it one time in my life and we had a disagreement. Oh, 
You win the you win the food. I'm just telling you, <laughs> there was a disagreement. That's all I can tell you. All right, we got two plays tonight. I got one from Sir Puxalot from the office of Kenny Cotton Hockey. But first, yeah. I think there's an obvious basketball play. Yeah. Again, reminder: system, not a system, but plays like system. Our plays: twenty and ten, four and two weekend. We're doing work for you. Uh, TCU would be the only one tonight at home, unranked, favored by a deuce. Over a Baylor team, ranked, who just, they played an absolute 12-round fight against Houston, losing OT. Um, TCU's court alone is disorienting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's watched TCU. The frog skin court, you'll go blind. I don't even know if you should watch the game. Um, but it's the Big 12. It's a brutal league. Baylor away from home is a different team. I mean, TCU would be the play. Only one I can find on the card tonight that's remotely appealing. There's no games in the... That's a Friday night sizzle. Uh, okay, so TCU, the first play. The second play, the Seattle Kraken. Nobody's betting them tonight. They're at home. They're plus 120 against the Boston Bruins. Something's off with Boston. They played five straight games in OT or shootouts. They're gettable. This is a spot for Seattle. No one's backing them. Kraken's the play. All right. Two light plays on a Monday night. We'll have the Daily Dimes for you. We will have the grand finale recap show of horse players, where I have a bad feeling Evan's going to try to put Lee Davis on this show, and you're <laughs> going to be shooting for a burn year. I don't know what's happening, but we'll talk about it. Uh, more college basketball. And at some point, Jim will sell me on Michigan State's program not being dead. No, don't do this. You want to do that again no, for me? No, no. You want to do that again for me? I'm good. I'm Come good. on, do that again for me. Where's Booker? Can anybody find him? Milk carton. Anyway, you have fun today. I'm sure that'll be on the show. Later in the week, I'm going to have Fountain of Youth preview the whole bit, maybe a little Devona Dale for everybody. I'll be heading down to Gulfstream, try to give some picks and try to help people out a little bit. You know what happens, though, after I have a big day at Oakland. We're going down to Miami <laughs> to get slaughtered this week. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be blood in the water. Have fun. They're going to be throwing my chum in the water. Oh, yes. <laughs> Into the ocean. That's cash. That's cash the ticket. Thanks, guys.